44% of women report higher stress levels during the holidays. That's wild. I'm kind of surprised that the statistic isn't higher. What is wild about that, though, is that that is when you are on holiday. <laughs> That's when you are off of work, and women are actually reporting more stress. And that comes from a report by the Greenberg Quinlan Roslin Research Group. In that report, they also state that the two biggest contributing factors to the stress is lack of time and lack of money. People are also concerned about how work obligations will creep into their family time. Any of you all feel this? I know I do. So how do we make magic easily? How do we make magic gently? Rather than use time management tools to cram in all of the things, what can we learn about how time works, about how memory works, to reduce the pressure of the holidays, to simplify, to just enjoy the magic of the moment? That's today's episode. Let's do this. Do you want to feel less scattered and more focused, but the idea of goal setting sounds like adding more pressure to your already pressure-filled life? If so, welcome to the Plan Goal Plan Podcast. I'm Danielle McGue. I'm a professor, mom, planner addict, and recovering overachiever. After years of hustle and grind, I was tired of trying harder. I was ready to try easier. At the intersection of research, practice, and play, I found a purposeful path to planning and goal setting that is fun, simple, and sustainable. If you're ready to try easier, if you're ready to make memories and do meaningful work, grab a pen. I will equip you with tools and practices to clarify purpose, reclaim time, and achieve goals playfully and lightly. Let's get started. Hey yo, if you're stressing out about the holidays or maybe you need some extra support as you think through your goals for 2024, you can schedule a complimentary coaching session with me. That's right, it's absolutely free by clicking on the link in the show notes. If you aren't sure exactly what a complimentary coaching session is like, basically you'll fill out a little form. It will help me know what you are struggling with, what actually works for you, what doesn't work for you. And during our session, I'll coach you. I'll ask you questions because I believe that within you, you have a lot of the answers already. Uh, I'll guide you when it's appropriate. At the end of the session, I will let you know that if, if you'd like to do that more, if you would like more coaching sessions, I will let you know how you can do that. The complimentary coaching session is about you. It's not a 60-minute sales seminar. I promise. I don't have energy for that. So if you would like that extra support, consider scheduling a complimentary coaching session with me this December. I would love to chat with you. I'd love to meet with you. Most of all, I would love to relieve some of the stress of your holidays. I would love to help you envision your 2024. Speaking of which, my 2024 goal setting workbook is now available on Etsy. So I will also link that goal setting workbook in my show notes. I love to sit down and do some deep reflection and journal work the month of December so that in January, I feel like I'm in a place where I've done the reflection, I've done the thinking, and now it's time to set goals. But I want you to know that you can do that any time of the year. If you find yourself feeling a little bit behind, you're not. There's no wrong time to set goals. You're not early. You're not late. You're right where you need to be. So recently, we went to Disney. Oh my goodness, y'all. It was amazing. Disney knows magic. They know magic. They light up their castle. Tinkerbell flies across the sky. Fireworks explode. Music fills the air. 
Their customer service is top-notch and they know how to make you feel special. They know magic. There is an art and there is a skill to creating meaningful experiences for people. I've learned this running a theater. I've learned this teaching students. How you gather matters. That being said, something that I know deeply to my core is that it is not perfection that makes magic. So when we were at Disney, it rained and it rained. And the first day that it rained, we were in Animal Kingdom and we had awesome attitudes about it. That morning, we had gone on a safari and the animals were kind of wild. I think they must have known that weird weather was coming because giraffes were just galloping. Do giraffes gallop? If giraffes gallop, they galloped all over the place. We saw a hippo submerge itself into water. It felt like something that you'd watch on TV and it, you know, like sunk to the bottom and like started walking. It was so wild, y'all. And I was like in tears because it was such a beautiful moment. And so we got off of that and I'm, I'm like, the day can end. The day can end. Everything that I could have asked for having happened has already happened. And so when it started raining later that afternoon, we were content with it. It was also pretty warm and it was just a light drizzle, but it kept drizzling and kept drizzling. And people left. A lot of people left. And that made it even more magical because we were some of the only people there. So we could just go on ride after ride. We didn't have lines. And it was absolutely amazing. Now, a couple of days later, we were scheduled to go to Mickey's Merry Magical Holiday Parade or something like that. And it was pouring that day. Pouring, pouring, pouring. And it was not as warm out. So it was cold. And I was feeling salty. I was feeling sour. And I knew that I needed to have a good attitude about it. But I was frustrated. I was like, I want to see this dang parade. And the parade got canceled the first time. And the second time it was like the rainy day parade. And it's just not as cool. You couldn't really see fireworks. I was bummed. I was absolutely bummed. And I had a salty, sour attitude about it. So we're standing waiting for the parade right before it gets canceled again. And there are just giant puddles of water on the ground. And there are a couple of kids playing in it. And our kids started to play in it too. And we're like, well, let's just let them. It's not like we can get any wetter. And the dad next to us said, you know what? You're right. I don't know why I was yelling at them because he had he kind of been like, hey, kids, get out of the water. And he was like, why am I doing that? You're right. Like they're, they can't get any wetter than they are. We might as well have fun. And so we just, you know, sat in the pouring rain. We were cold. And we watched our kids play in these giant puddles. I kind of joked to my husband that it was the most expensive play in the puddles I've ever paid for. But, you know, there is something in that moment that shifted me and shifted our attitude. And other people at that point did get sick of it and ended up going home. And again, we were able to just go out on ride after ride after ride. I think that my daughter Ada went on Space Mountain six times in a row. It was absolutely amazing. And I share that with you because when we think about making magic, I think a lot of times we want perfection. We want the 75 degree weather with the sun shining or it's partly cloudy. 
But if I had that weather, I probably would also have long lines. I would have crowds. But because it rained, we got to experience Disney in a way we wouldn't have been able to. Magic does not come from perfect context, from perfect situations. So before we jump into ways that you can make magic easy, I want you to grab out a pen. I want you to get a good one because life's too short for crappy pens. And I want you to write down all of the things that magic is not. Magic is not a perfectly decorated home. In fact, I really love some of our ugly ornaments. Magic isn't everything being perfectly clean. Magic is not how something looks. Magic is how it feels. So make your list of what magic is not and check your expectation. What expectations have you set for the holidays? Because I know that when we were at Disney that second rainy day, my expectations were that we were going to watch this amazing parade and fireworks, and I was going to feel so much joy and so much love in that moment, and instead I was sopping wet. But once I let go of that expectation, once I was like, Danielle, you're not going to get to watch the parade, so you might as well jump in puddles. Once I was able to release those expectations, I could find joy. I could find delight in the circumstances that we were presented with. So what expectations have you set for the holidays, and can you release them? Make a list of some of your favorite holiday memories. Me singing Christmas songs with my sisters, delivering cookies in wildly cold weather with my kiddos, making homemade pizzas in the shape of Christmas trees or a reindeer. Well, sort of. They were sort of in those shapes. They were awful looking, and that was the fun of it. Playing music, drinking hot cocoa, putting up decorations going to the park on an unseasonably warm Christmas day, and instead of wearing a coat, I had on a really big Christmas robe. I looked undone, and that is one of my favorite memories. So before you decide what to do to create magic, I want you to spend some time really thinking about it. What is not needed? Notice the way that some of your best memories are not the ones where everything is tidy and perfect. Once you've done that, I want to cover a few things that we know about how to make magic and how can we use that knowledge to make magic easily, gently, and perfectly. The first thing is to linger and savor. So I love Laura Vanderkam's book, Off the Clock. It's an older one. She's written more popular books, but this is still one of my favorite. It's kind of philosophical in many ways about time and how we think about time and what makes Time expand and what makes it go quickly, and lingering and savoring expand time. And she says that lingering is a skill and it is a mindset. To linger is to not rush. Now, according to Vanderkam, in order to not linger, you need to be on time. And this seems really counterintuitive to me. And I'm not quite sure if I agree with her. I'm not sure that I'm convinced on this one. But she claims that by being on time, that when you know where you need to be and when you need to be there, by being there on time, it gives you the space to linger. So y'all, my husband, he hates waiting. He hates it. And so because of that, he's almost always late. He would rather be late than have to wait, where I'm kind of the opposite. I get very anxious at the idea of being late. And so I'm, but I'm always rushing because I'm so terrified of being late. He is never on time, but he moves in a lingering pace. So 
What I do agree with Vander Cam on is that lingering requires you to be present in the moment and to savor it. In fact, I think that that's what gets in my way sometimes is that I'm so worried about being on time that I can't just be in the present. I'm trying to get to the place that I'm supposed to be rather than being where I am in the moment. You cannot have a posture of lingering if in your head you're planning what needs to be done next. Lingering asks you to savor, to feel and appreciate pleasure. I love the concept of savoring. Vanderkam says that it requires you to both acknowledge and appreciate the moment. I think of savoring as being closely related to the concept of awe, like being in awe of your surroundings or your experience or the people that you are with. So I think that being in awe often happens when we are in moments that we are savoring. So Brene Brown had this set of CDs on imperfect parenting. And in it, she tells this story about her daughter. Her daughter was like looking at something. She's like, what are you doing? And her daughter said, I'm making a picture memory that she was trying to, in that moment, take a mental picture of what was happening and store it. And I love that. Have you ever been in a moment where you just sit in it and you're like, I don't want to forget this. I don't want to forget this. Taking picture memories is a lovely way to savor, to linger. So how can you enter this holiday season with a posture of lingering, a posture of awe, of savoring? Savoring the moment or lingering might mean leaving the dishes for later, staying a half hour longer because the conversation is amazing, lingering in bed for just a few moments before heading to the kitchen to prep your meals, taking a memory picture of your house with wrapping paper spread all about and sitting in it all, just sitting in it all, before finally standing up to go grab a garbage bag and clean things up. Lingering and savoring do not require perfection. So related to this is this concept of communitas, which is my second thing that we can do to make magic and make it gently. So communitas, when I think about magical moments, I think about the concept of communitas. This is the concept that I learned in my field of studies, performance studies, and it's borrowed from an anthropologist, Victor Turner. Although his um, widowed wife, Edith Turner, also an amazing anthropologist, has also done some work on this. Have you ever been at a concert and felt an overwhelming sense of togetherness? Like you're in this huge crowd of people. You're all there together and you just look around and you're like, this is a profound moment and we're all having it right here, right now together. Maybe you've been in a play and you do warm-ups and afterwards you're all huddled together hugging each other, and you feel this deep sense of love for all your castmates, and it's almost like the moment stands still for just an extra moment. This is communitas. So like I said, Edith Turner has also done some work. In 2011, she published a book where she did an anthropology of communitas, and she talks about the concept of communitas in relationship to joy, festivals, music, sports, work, disaster, the sacred, rituals, and rites of passage. And near as I can tell from my own research, communitas is something that's hard to cook up. It's not like you can be like, okay, here are the ingredients to communitas. If I just throw them in, stir them together, we're going to bake it up. It's good to have an event or create moments using some of the ingredients that might lead to communitas, but it's hard to guarantee communitas, and a lot of times it happens spontaneously. So 
That being said, there is plenty of research that shows that if you want to make people feel like they belong and you want to gather people together in a way that invites presence and connection, and if you do these things, you're more likely to achieve communitas. I would encourage you to visit my episode on holiday parties. I actually talk a whole lot in that episode on how to gather people together well. Finally, and this is related to my third way to make some magic and to do it gently and easily, is to evoke the senses. When we were at Disney, the lights were mesmerizing. Oh my goodness, the way that they light up Cinderella's castle is stunning. As a theater geek, I was like, oh, how do they do those lights? My own magical memories of Christmas morning involves low lights and the twinkling of Christmas lights. Maybe you think of a church service where candles are lit and the beauty of those moments where people are passing the candles around and lighting them up. Or maybe the coziness of holding a cup of hot cocoa and the sounds of songs that induce nostalgia. None of these things take a large amount of time, money, or effort, and they don't require perfect. As we navigate the holiday season, I think it's really important that we recognize, acknowledge, address the heightened stress levels that many women experience, and to recognize that part of those increased stress levels is because we are caring for others and because the burden of making magic has fallen on us. But if you're like me and you're stubborn and you don't want to give up making magic, I do give you permission to have a completely unmagical holiday, right? Like if that's what you need to do, do it. But if you're like me and you're stubborn and you're like, nope, I'm going to make magic even if it's hard, I want you to think about maybe it's doing less that makes magic happen rather than doing more. I know that I'll be drawing inspiration from our own trip to Disney and doing Disney in the rain where we learned that magic is not contingent on perfection. Rain may fall, plans may go awry, but it's the feelings we evoke and the moments we savor that truly define the magic of the season. Challenge those unrealistic expectations. Reflect on cherished holiday memories and liberate yourself from unnecessary pressures. In our quest to make magic easily and gently, consider the art of lingering and savoring. Embrace that lingering requires a mindset of presence and not necessarily strict adherence to a schedule. Communitas, the sense of togetherness and shared experience. Notice those moments. Finally, engage your senses to evoke magic effortlessly. String some lights that are mesmerizing. Enjoy the nostalgic sounds and scents of the holidays. And notice that magical moments don't demand elaborate preparations. It's the simplicity of holding a cup of hot cocoa or the soft glow of twinkling lights that can transform us into a realm of enchantment. Let's reconsider the notion of magic, focusing not on the external trappings of perfection, but the internal experience of joy and connection. By letting go of unnecessary expectations, lingering in the presence, fostering a sense of community, and engaging our senses, we can rediscover the true magic of the season, making it a time of joy, connection, and cherished memories. Y'all, I wish for you all of these things gently and easily. Be magical friends and be well. If this podcast has inspired you, guided you, or just made you laugh, the number one way that you can thank me is by leaving a written review for the show over on Apple Podcast. I'm seriously tickled every time that I hear from you all, so pop onto Instagram and follow Plan Go Plan 
and digital message me. I want to say hello. I want to geek out about all things planning and goal setting. Keep sensing the possibilities, y'all.